1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. Thrilled to have you with us. DeSantis is ramping up his fighting back with uh, former President Trump. Uh, Trump has been targeting DeSantis for a while now, uh, calling him desanctimonious and definitely demonstrating time and again on his uh, social media platform that he owns, Truth Social, uh, that he considers DeSantis to not really be a challenger, um, which may actually be doing the opposite. A lot of people may think that uh, Trump's complete um, uh, sort of attack-driven mentality uh, toward DeSantis and even criticizing Florida and how it responded to COVID, uh, saying the other day that he thought New York did a better job. Uh, and the governor of New York, uh, Andrew Cuomo, who wound up getting removed from office uh, for a variety of reasons. And even the, the conspiracy that was not a conspiracy, but very, very real uh, when Cuomo was hiding uh, different horrible numbers as far as um, a retirement home uh, loss of life is concerned because he forced uh, people with positive cases of covid uh, back into retirement homes and then hid the information, especially if someone else wound up getting sick and then uh, passing away, uh, but did it in a hospital. He, he basically tried to hide a decision he made that definitely cost more people lives in New York City. And it, it's just sort of um, crazy to think that the former president would honestly mean uh, the attack that he threw at DeSantis and the way in which he seemed to say that New York did it better than DeSantis did. And I, I don't know what the intention of this stuff is. And I'm not trying to be a never-Trumper. I've heard a whole bunch of uh, legacy um, left-leaning media people uh, want to attack Trump at all costs and certainly not prop up DeSantis. They're attacking DeSantis a lot as well uh, that are saying that this or other things are are such a, a unique demonstration of how unelectable Trump is. And of course, that's uh, media bias and a desire uh, to remove Trump as a political uh, candidate. And he is still leading in every poll as far as the Republican side of the aisle is concerned. So I'm not I'm not saying it to be um, uniquely anti-Trump or pro-DeSantis, but it's an odd criticism. It's an odd way to go as far as waging the war that will continue between these two. And I do have one uh, thought before I even play this audio. I think one reason, and this is my own uh, honest belief, that DeSantis may not have been ramping up attacks on Trump as much as he appears to be now, and I'm going to play some audio in a second that proves it, is because of a legitimate concern that DeSantis not only would fail to beat Trump for the 2024 um, presidential nomination, but then it might actually impact his ability to remain the the governor of Florida. Trump has a lot of support, a lot of approval uh, within Florida. And I wonder if that gave the former president a certain level of confidence in just how, not that he'd need it. He, he attacked a lot of people that he would run against or uh, the other side of the aisle once he became the president in all different kinds of ways. So it, it's not to say uh, that this isn't essentially the way that Trump runs a, a campaign uh, anyway. Uh, but I wonder if he was confident that DeSantis wouldn't uh, ramp up attacks back because and this would be something that's just factually true. It may wind up harming DeSantis. Uh, with those who voted him into office as resoundingly as they did uh, in Florida in the most recent 2022 midterm election. It's a, it's a genuine concern uh, moving forward for the uh, campaign of a DeSantis. And one reason why I think some that 
approved of DeSantis, that liked DeSantis, uh, not people that were just um, only Trump and, and no one else uh, types of voters, uh, would have maybe preferred to see DeSantis not run. Uh, I'm not saying I'm one of those people, but uh, challenging Trump and being a, a target of the former president is something that has a unique push-pull as far as benefit versus uh, harm goes, uh, certainly with people in Florida and people who voted resoundingly for Trump in 2020. Uh, but it, it's it's a debate, and it's a thing that will keep going, and it seems that uh, sparing those, those attacks is uh, no longer going to be the case for DeSantis. Here we go. So, look, I'm going to respond to uh, attacks. I mean, if if you say Cuomo did a better job with COVID than Florida did, first of all, that's not what he used to say. This is like new. Like six months ago, he would have never said that, right? He used to say how great Florida was. Hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my governorship. Are you kidding me? Um, I'll stop that right there for a second. You know what's really interesting about that line of, of pushback from DeSantis? Um, is he used the same line on J.B. Pritzker when he was here in town and when he was talking about our governor as far as criticizing Florida and then sending your family to live there, I think, how DeSantis said it, in my freedom uh, while you were locking down the state of Illinois. I never thought I would hear an attack DeSantis effectively wielded against our governor also being wielded against the former president. But that's exactly what happened here, whether you love or hate uh, Trump, love or hate DeSantis. I never thought I'd see a situation where that that line would be valuable in a um, conservative uh, fight. But here we go. So so some of this stuff, I think, is, look, if someone is saying that I am going to I am going to counterpunch, I'm going to fight back on it. I'm going to focus my fire on Biden. And I think he should do the same. He gives Biden a free pass. Um, I'm focusing on Biden. That's my focus. But but when I hear something like that, it is so detached from reality. You know how I know? Because I would have people come up to me in Florida during COVID in tears, hug me, perfect, perfect strangers, say, thank you, Governor. I escaped from these lockdown jurisdictions. You saved my bacon. Yeah, uh, he kept going on about how many people would uh, thank him, especially during the height of lockdowns everywhere else, for uh, the policies he had that made um, uh, Florida uniquely a good uh, demonstration of how how well things could be going if other places didn't lock down. The economy is very strong there. Uh, one interesting tidbit that's being thrown about more and more after what happened with the NAACP in Florida is that black-owned businesses are are making tons and tons of money in Florida. I think it's something like $2 billion, and it's the number one state in our country as far as the amount and the the uh, financial success of black-owned companies. So there, there's point after point about economic success with the DeSantis platform uh, during COVID that it made the shot strange, uh, again, from uh, former President Trump. And I don't know. Uh, we'll see moving forward how many of those things, the Kaylee McEnany, another one. Uh, and I will say, to be fair, in both of these cases to the former president, uh, these are being propped up by media that already hated Trump, uh, that's trying to discredit his presidential run in 2024 for reasons that have nothing to do uh, with wanting to help the Republican Party. So it's a mixed bag in how this is discussed or talked about uh, in all honesty. 
uh, because there are those who make it more frustrating, say, for someone to air a more uh, genuine concern about or just curiosity about why certain things are happening or being said uh, because of how much it props up the stuff that others are saying for the reasons of tearing down uh, the former president. And then they intend, it seems, uh, mainstream media or liberal-leaning uh, outlets to tear down DeSantis as much as humanly possible, too. Uh, one other quick thing I wanted to touch on. Anheuser-Busch's stock has dropped 20%. Bud Light sales destroyed. Um, 20%, 66.39 to 53.20 as of uh, earlier today when Forbes put out this story. I'm not sure what it is exactly right now. Something that's unique, and I want to continue to, to mention on this show, is not just, and I'm not trying to discredit the effectiveness of conservative boycotts, uh, which there are a, f- are a few companies now uh, that seem to be um, negatively impacted, Target certainly among them too, uh, by boycotts that are are organized by what appears to be uh, people that all um, uh, believe a, a certain political uh, side of the aisle on things. Although I don't, I don't totally actually agree with that. I know that's what's being said, but I think some of these boycotts go far beyond uh, how you politically feel. If you think you're a Republican and independent, even a, a, a Democrat, I think there are aspects of these uh, that make some individuals um, join in on, say, a boycott that is are not doing it for any sort of political reason. Uh, but the reason I bring this up uh, more is that whenever these companies start to see declines in revenue, in finances, uh, in any sort of, of business-related thing, um, and then they try to change their position, like Target is doing now too, they wind up getting hammered by people who they thought that they were getting supported uh, by the companies that were doing certain things. So it's essentially a lose-lose. And what's interesting about that, or what I'm, I guess I'm trying to say, is long, long ago, many, many companies did not put their toe in the water of any sort of political or culture war version of a conversation for exactly this reason. Uh, this is the thing that is almost amusing to me. And Chick-fil-A is the latest company uh, that is being talked about now that might suffer a boycott. And if you're not sure why they would, uh, they hired someone that is a, a uh, DEI, um, executive uh, within their organization that is a diversity equality uh, or diversity equity excuse me and inclusion um, individual someone who's supposed to be focused on uh, making sure that the company structure is is friendly to marginalized groups uh, within our society it's something that other people say is completely unnecessary uh, because if you want to be fair uh, to people of all different walks of life just be fair to them. Uh, you don't need to hire an expert or, or someone who's uh, claiming to be an expert in this field, uh, this oddly new kind of thing, uh, in order to achieve that result. Just don't do uh, things that would be uh, unfair, and you're you're doing just fine. Uh, but I, I don't think that's the same as actually advertising your brand uh, via some sort of tie to a, a social justice issue. I, I don't think that's the same thing as hiring someone behind the scenes, uh, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how many people are upset with that and how many people choose uh, to respond negatively to Chick-fil-A. Uh, but the, the simple point is this is why it's so bad for so many companies to do anything other than promote the thing you're making as far as a product, food, whatever it is, and stick to that. Stick to the messaging of, hey, we're a beer company. We're selling beer do you like beer? Do you want to buy beer? That's great. We have that stuff. Uh, come and get some beer or um, whatever it else might be. Chicken sandwiches, um, you know, Lululemon pants. I don't know. Uh, it just it made sense for so long for so many companies to be weary of the idea 
that having a stance at all pro or, or con anything uh, wasn't inherently damaging to the product as a whole because you're excluding people. You're trying to leave people out of the group that you're selling things to. And I think everybody likes chicken sandwiches. I, I think everybody seems to like a beer. I'm a, I'm a large fan of, of beer products. And so I don't know. It, it just, it seems like a lesson that no one needed to learn that a whole bunch of companies are now uh, learning very publicly uh, via this back and forth uh, conversation, if that's what you want to call it, that's going on in society. And so uh, is Chick-fil-A going to be the latest company to deal with some sort of financial backlash to a decision they made? We'll, we'll see. Uh, but there's conversations about how it, it might happen. Um, actually, quick break after this. I want to talk about something much, much lighter uh, in nature. And then a little bit later on in the show, I'm teasing this topic early. Uh, I looked up something that's a phenomenon in the world of, of mental health. And what I mean by that is people who study psychology and something that winds up being a byproduct of studying psychology. I have a unique way that I think I want to tie this to some of those culture wars I'm talking about, uh, but that's coming up in about 20 minutes. After the break, I will talk about someone who uh, rented an Airbnb and showed up at a house that was not an Airbnb and what happened when the homeowner was told, get out. This is my uh, rental for the weekend. I'm amazed at how that story ended. 1470, 100.3 WMBD. Uh, it is the Craig Collins Show. I saw this story. I thought it was pretty interesting. A newlyweds, Aaliyah Tompkins is the name of the woman who went viral. I'm not sure if her husband's name is actually mentioned here. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Aaliyah is telling a story. Uh, she's the one in the spotlight in this moment, and she was just married. So it's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, she said that she considers herself non-traditional and that she heard about these things called dry weddings, and she thinks they're real dumb. Uh, dry weddings do not sound like the most fun. I'll be honest about that, too. So instead of having flower girls at her wedding, she asked her husband, who was in a frat, if he could figure out something else. And they decided to go with beer dudes. And these were all the frat brothers who were invited to the wedding, a lot of them in the um, uh, groomsmen, uh, that walked down the aisle before the wedding started and handed everybody. And down the aisle was at a beach. They got uh, married outside of a church at a um, you know resort in Costa Rica. Uh, they just handed everybody beer. And so then you go through the wedding and everybody's got uh, beer. And I assume if you're doing the beer dude roll well, if you run out, you get a replacement uh, beverage, replacement product. But that's awesome. I think more people should definitely do that, have beer dudes at their wedding. You can still have the the uh, flower girl if you got a, a cute niece or something that you need to walk down the aisle and be adorable. Uh, and then after that, have a bunch of uh, dudes walk around and pass out beer. That sounds, sounds amazing. This sounds wonderful. And again, I love it. And I love that it was a response to the dry wedding uh, trend, which apparently is a lot of young people who are having alcohol-free uh, weddings and alcohol-free receptions, which I'm not, I'm not judging. You do you, whatever you want to do. Uh, but those are somewhat disappointing uh, to guys like me uh, when we show up. Uh, anyway, one other thing I thought was interesting, uh, and then I'll get to the, the story I teased before the break. Um, I thought that um, a warning that went out didn't seem to be as necessary as the people at Yellowstone seemed to think it was. Uh, but they've recently asked people to, quote, stop trying to touch or take selfies with bison. Uh, tourists who have been going to Yellowstone have been trying to catch a unique photo, uh, Yellowstone National Park, with a, a bison. Uh, and that is a bad idea because a bison can hurt you real, real bad, real, real quickly if you get very close to them. Uh, one person who even said they had a friend do this said her arrogance was so infuriating. People were telling her to move away and she kept posing for like 10 minutes. And then eventually um, the wild beast, well, went wild. Wild animals go wild. 
is what a guy that I worked uh, with in radio for a while used to say. Uh, Hall of Famer, Radio Hall of Famer. Absolutely right about that. Uh, Yellowstone is telling you and your loved ones, uh, don't uh, try to take photos with a bison or really probably any wild animal you see. It doesn't seem like a good idea. And then the last story, and I thought this was interesting, a woman said, and she lives in Canada, uh, that people came up to her home, knocked on the door. When she opened the door, uh, they said, hey, we're here. And she's like, who are you and what do you mean here? And they said they had rented her home, her address, on Airbnb, and they were there for their stay. Uh, and she does not have her home listed on Airbnb. Her name is Corinne. And here's what's crazy about this story. She decided to let them stay. Well, she worked out her situation with Airbnb. She has a guest room, and they were cool with it, the couple that showed up. And I guess she was cool with it. Around 20 unwanted bookings uh, happen every single year, uh, they're saying. So not a lot. Uh, this is rare for someone to get through all the protections that might exist in Airbnb or other places to list a, a property you don't own. Uh, but I just love the fact that she's like, yeah, all right, fine. You guys paid for it. That's my house. Uh, you're not supposed to be here. I'm, I'm hoping you're trustworthy. I don't even think I would do this. Um, but she said it was okay, and they stayed, and they had a great time. They even all went to the pub together at one point, according to her, which is uh, which is awesome. By the way, it's a pub in this story because it was reported on by the BBC. Uh, but Corinne said she liked the experience, and she might even consider uh, listing her guest room on Airbnb in the future. Maybe it's a marketing ploy, man. Maybe people do this. They just send you to a random house. They hope that something great happens. And if it does, boom, they have another listing on their website and another way to make money. Uh, but that's the simple question. And you can text me 309-340-4464, 309-340-4464. If someone showed up at your house, your address, and they had a receipt to prove it that said that they rented it, would you let them stay with you or would you uh, kick them to the curb? Uh, I think a lot of people uh, would pick option two and wouldn't be wrong about that. Uh, but at least one story out there seems to say that option one is uh, not the worst. Although I'd be immediately afraid that someone was trying to actually harm me. So I think that's part of the reason I would probably say no to every part of this. All right, quick break, a lot more in a bit. 1470s and AM, 100.3 is an FM, all over the Internet, WMBDRadio.com and the WMBD Radio app. I heard we might have been able to fix our tech issues, so hopefully that's true. Uh, thank you for all the listeners that reached out to tell me some stuff was going on, uh, but we were doing our best. Uh, Will's got your news, and you can even tell your smart speaker, hey, play WMBD Radio and hear Will talk about this. I think you're worried about uh, renting your home out on Airbnb because, like your family, they'll show up and uh, want to play sports all weekend. Oh all my weekend. God, I'd yeah. be so tired like yesterday. My body has recovered. <laughs> oh good. Uh, today. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Good. Buddy. I, I was gonna get, <laughs> run out to Walgreens and get you a big bottle of aspirin Thanks. if oh, you needed I, it. But... I iced. I iced all of my body parts yesterday. That was a weird sentence. <laughs> that doesn't sound. Pleasant. No, that doesn't sound great at all. You got some news? Well, some parts anyway. <laughs> but I digress uh-huh. again. <laughs> 1470, 100.3 WMBD. It's the Craig Collins Show. My wife, uh, Betty, comes in studio um, pretty often now. I wouldn't say every single day, but we're trying to do this uh, several times a week uh, for the Spanish word of the day. How are you doing, Betty? Good. I uh, even... I'll be able to do this until my brain lets me do it. Okay. And then your your brain's going to stop letting and you do it. And when my brain point. is telling yeah. me, like, I cannot think anymore. Then you can't do it. And there's, there's some days where you feel like you, you worked and you had a lot going on at work, yes. and then you tell me yeah. the hamster's not ready. Yeah, it's just okay. like a gross map in my brain that I cannot solve sometimes. A what? A what? 
<laughs> like a, gro- a cross map. Okay, a cross map. Yeah, I got you. You're at a crossroads in your brain. Crossroads yeah, in my cross brain. Yeah, a cross map. Yeah, yes, I got you. I understand yes. what you're saying. I totally yes. follow you. Your cross map is everything's broken. You're, you got a traffic jam going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, okay. a super stock jam in there in my brain sometimes. <laughs> but not today. <laughs> not, okay, well, awesome. I, I, kind of, but Good. I'm feeling better. Okay. Uh, well, I've, I've got a new app on my phone, Spanish Word of the Day, uh, so we can actually even have words given to us by the Internet if you want, or you can keep giving me any word that comes to your mind uh, at some point as we talk about this. Before I, I do any of that, though, I actually want to play you some audio, if you don't mind. Uh, you love Starbucks. Um, you also love uh, Cultured Grounds, the cafe yes. across the street from yes, us. Yes, I do. Uh, you call both of those uh, coffees that you get uh, cocaine uh, versions That's of addiction. That's my cocaine, yeah. <laughs> addiction for you. <laughs> You've tried to give up coffee. Uh, yes, but that wasn't possible. Why? Oh, my God, no, no. It's like um, like a sack of, like a, I don't know, empty sack with no <laughs> life in there. Yeah, just sack of potatoes. Can't move around, can't yes, do anything. Yes, I cannot I do you. anything. Yeah, yes. I understand. Feeling so. just heavy and sleepy <laughs> and that, cannot do anything. Was that during uh, COVID when you tried to give up coffee? Yes, it was during COVID. I remember, I think it was like a 48-hour period uh, <laughs> where it was yes. just you and I living yes. at home, working from home, yeah. and you told me that you read some story on the internet about uh, coffee and osteoporosis. Yep. And you were like, I'm worried about my bones, yes. uh, Crego. And then you said you were giving up coffee. Yeah. And then two days later, thankfully, I'm not trying I to be was mean. Like, I will. If I'm going <laughs> to die from something, I'm going to die, die from, from caffeine. Frozen. Yeah, because yeah, otherwise you were going to kick me in the face, I, I feel like. I think you got very stressed those two days that you yeah, were oh having coffee. Oh, my God, yes. I get, it is funny because I'm usually pretty calm. <laughs> yes. But uh, when right. I don't have food in my belly mm-hmm. or I do not have coffee yep. in mm-hmm. my system, mm-hmm. I just not respond yeah. Well, <laughs> you get you get what do we call it when you're you're very I know that people call it hangry, but that's not the word we use when you don't have um, when you don't have food in your belly, you get grumpamos, is yes, I think, which yes. is not a Spanish it's, it's word. It's like we make up a lot of I make up, words. I yes. make up a lot of English words that yep. uh, Spanglish words that don't exist. Yep. But you you can get grumpamos. Yes, and I, so I, I do. We need get to mad. we need to give you coffee and snacks, and then the grumpamos goes away. Yeah, <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Right, cool. yeah, I even uh, I was right. even thinking about it about the Keurig that I'm gonna bring to the BFW yes. bar because of the same reason. Yes, you want to bring coffee to the BFW um, so you can serve alcohol coffee drinks. Yes, I I don't I don't drink much alcohol, no. but I can drink like a ten. Cups of coffee, coffee with Bailey's day, in like them. not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, sure, I get it. Um, well, I wanted to play you this audio. Uh, this is a woman that's being called a Karen that went viral at Starbucks because she melted down and went nuts. Yeah. I don't know exactly what happened. But as I play this, I just want to ask you if you think that maybe she was grumpamos, maybe she was without food, without coffee, and it caused uh, this all to occur. It is not illegal to yell here. Excuse me, ma'am. You are helped when you are visiting. Thank you. Whoa. You know, it's interesting. I'll stop it there. Um, one of the things that the woman that went viral, and I think this might have even happened like a year ago, but it's going viral again on the Internet now, uh, said is you've been asked very loudly because she was definitely screaming the yes, whole time. the whole time. You've never been this grump almost. No, no, you've never. never. Betty never. has never gone this never. crazy. Do you think that she was just like uh, she'd given up coffee for too long? you think that what might have been going on there? Probably. Okay. 
Probably she had like a long period of time mm. without without caffeine. Mm. Without and uh, she just explode. Yeah, without your cocaine, the version yes. of yeah, which is just coffee. Or probably she just had a very bad day, but <laughs> maybe they some she customers they don't understand like yeah, uh, yeah like mm. no, they don't they don't understand. And uh, honestly, workers. honestly, the sweet, uh, lovable, adorable Betty that everyone gets to see every day is somewhat provided to us by coffee. <laughs> yes, right? I remember uh, uh, a customer that. I handle uh, back in uh, when I used to oh, yeah. work in the kitchen. Yeah, you were. At uh, a, she at was a Whole really Foods. like screaming at me because uh, we didn't have like a sticky tape to tape the top of like the Her containers yeah. for uh, salads or like mm-hmm. hot food. So we run, we run out of like tape to to you know to like mm-hmm. stick it the top of the, of the container. Mm-hmm. So she started to screaming at me. It's Go like, crazy. Yeah, what yeah. is this? Like, what are you supposed to like? And she complained to your bosses yeah, about you. To, yeah, because I kind of was ignoring her. <laughs> you said well, sorry. You well, know, I say, I say I'm sorry, but when you see the temper of some people and they just want, yeah. I don't know, they, they rage is all over and mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes you cannot control that type yeah. of person. I just kind of like well, and walk I'll, away. I say I, I'm sorry. I think it's okay to say this on the radio. You also uh, don't deal well in those moments where you're getting Conflict, screamed at, no, in, in, especially no. in English, which is your second yeah, language. Like yeah. you kind of just no, get quiet. No, but I did understand everything. Oh, I know she you said. understood everything she said. What I mean is, you don't usually like speak back a lot to people that are screaming and yelling in public. You just get kind of quiet because. Yeah. You know, a lot of yeah. people don't know how to handle that situation. Most people don't know how to handle it. And that's what made the woman so mad is that you weren't responding as she was screaming and yelling more yes. after you said she was sorry. Yes. My favorite part about that story, and I remember showing up at uh, the Whole Foods that you worked at and picking you up that night, is how the bosses responded. Yeah. When she went to go complain about you, they had to ask her like four times, <laughs> like, Betty? Yes. You mean Betty yeah. is the one you're complaining yeah. about? And they're like, yeah, it was Betty back there who's so mean and rude. They're like, yeah, wait, well, are I you mean, sure it was of, Betty? Most of my supervisors, they were super sweet yeah. all the time with me. because They couldn't they know, believe. Yeah, right. they knew my uh, that I was like a, like a good worker. You're like this. <laughs> so he, one of my, my supervisors that night was like, hey, Betty, I was just wondering, like, <laughs> somebody is complaining you. About, want me yeah. like to write you like a, a report mm-hmm. on your behavior? It was like, but, but you, know, you know what? We just walked. Get out of the store. <laughs> they kicked her out. Yes. Yeah, yes. which is awesome. Because she love was that. like, uh, she was also very upset with the supervisors and yeah, the bosses, right. and she was the, well, disrespectful and all that stuff. I yeah. think some people just walk into places ready to be upset. They yeah. just they want to yeah. be upset. I think yeah. actually a lot of people take out anger on others, um, others who don't deserve it, whether it's in public settings like a Starbucks or a Whole Foods, or even like people you work with. Uh, at some point, I think people might do that, or people you have in your life. Just because you're mad about something else somewhere else, and you can't take the anger out in the place that you're angry. So you just you throw it somewhere. Yes. And I think we see that even more in our society now than yeah. we've ever seen it before, which is why someone goes crazy at a Whole Foods to my very sweet, lovely <laughs> wife, Betty, when you don't have tape for her to tape her plastic box shut yes. that already clicks shut because it's made in a way where it's shutting anyway. anyway. Um, and you didn't say any of that. You just kept saying sorry. Um, let's get to the word of the day. Uh, the word of the day is in honor of uh, our friend Sam at Cultured Grounds and her son Elias, yeah. who is very kind and loves radio a lot. <laughs> yes, and I, need, I actually was told I need to talk to him more next time he gets on radio. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to interview his mom about her silly business. I need to talk to Elias <laughs> about the things yeah. that are important to Elias about his video games. Right. Yeah, and I'll make sure to get that done. Um, but so the word of the today is cafeteria or coffee shop in Spanish. That would be very easy, Craig, for you. Cafeteria. Cafeteria. 
There you go. I got it. I yes. got it in one shot. Cafeteria. All right. Maybe you were practicing. You didn't tell well, me. Uh, no, I see. You a, are cheating. I see. <laughs> Don't cheat. <laughs> I see a sentence on this app. Do you want me to try to use the word? In no. A now you how I even are now. This is I not do. fair anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. This is over. Here's the okay. S- I'm leaving. <laughs> Don't leave, Betty. Here, here's the sentence that I I see on the app. Los amigos pasan un rato e un cafeteria. <laughs> no, that's that. Is that no. not good? Cafeteria. Yeah, that cafeteria. But los amigos pasan un rato en una cafeteria. En una cafeteria. Say yeah. the whole sentence. Do you los know the whole amigos sentence? pasan un rato en una cafeteria. We sound the same. That's yes, an identical exactly, phrase. Yeah. Okay, good. So Next I, time that you travel with me to Mexico, you are ready to like by, say something. By the way, you're going to Mexico in like a week, right? Yeah, I mean, a little more. Yeah, can you believe like tomorrow is going to be June? No, that's Man, crazy. Man, it seems like yesterday was uh, February 14th. Right. And then finally the weather got nice for you. Yes. The weather is finally warm enough yes. uh, to Betty's standard. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You I'm do so not happy. like cold weather. Uh, well, You like sometimes. the snow. I love the snow, yeah. From the inside. Yeah. When you're looking at it in the window. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, being pretty hot inside and yes. then just looking oh, yeah. through the window yeah, turning outside. Yeah, turning on the fireplace and r- running the heat a little bit higher yeah. and then looking out the window at yeah, the... And then you love the, the snow then. The electricity then. gets nuts yeah. on the winter. That's fine. That's fine, Betty. That's okay. Uh, during the summer, we use almost no electricity because we don't have air conditioning really at all. No. Yeah, no. which is, which is great. <laughs> no, not for you, Craig. Not for you. I feel I sorry for you sometimes. It's been years. We've been doing that for you. Like, even when we were in Chicago in apartments, and some of them did, and some of them didn't have, like, central air. Some yeah. of them would have, like, the window air conditioning unit. You would always ask me to turn stuff off. Yeah. I, for years, well, I've been getting used is, to Well, the thing is, like, this. when we used to live in Chicago, most of the apartments that we live, we rent, like, uh, the first floor or the basement. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty chill. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, our Those basement is cold. Chill. Maybe I move like a um, a second bed down yeah, to the maybe, basement. Maybe you go downstairs. And <laughs> 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 you That's all this was about. Oh, okay. You stop complaining about stop it. complaining. All right. Uh, good to know. Uh, good to talk, Betty. Cafeteria is Cafeteria. The, word, the word of the day. Sí, Craig. You're teaching uh, Central Illinois Spanish one word sí. at a time here on my show. Cafeteria. When okay. people go to Mexico, they ask, ¿Dónde está la cafetería? Yeah. Necesito un café. There we go. And if uh, <laughs> Betty is grandpamos at all, she necesito a cafeteria. Necesito. Um, Rapido. <laughs> Una cafetería. <laughs> Lo más pronto posible. Okay. As I, soon as possible. Yeah, I think I got that. I knew that one. I figured it out. All right, cool. Quick break. A lot more. Thank you, Betty. 1470, 100.3, WMBD, the star of my show, uh, my beautiful wife. 1470, 100.3, WMBD, it's the Craig Collins Show. Um, in the news a lot over the last few months. I, I can't uh, really think of when this started being a conversation, uh, maybe a couple years. Uh, we've been talking about LGBTQ and the trans community and, and a lot of things uh, that to a lot of people, I think myself included, are, are not things that I, I discuss every single day of my life, uh, specifically when you're talking about uh, transgender people in our society. And I've said this before, 0.6%. Uh, according to the latest stat of individuals, identify as as transgender. Um, but so in light of, of that and in light of all the things going on with the Dodgers in the world of baseball, uh, all the boycott stuff going on with Bud Light or Target or whatever the, the other issues uh, today might be and how many of those seem somewhat tied to LGBTQ or even uh, transgender uh, specifically, I, I remembered something I was taught in, in college that I thought might be relevant to why this conversation matters uh, to so many people. Uh, and people, again, like me, who don't actually have uh, much of a connection to some of the things that we're, we're talking about. And so the, the idea that I remembered, or the thing that's definitely real, you can look it up, it's called medical student syndrome. 
Uh, and what that is, is someone who uh, studies medicine. Uh, they call it third-year syndrome, second-year syndrome. Uh, there's all kinds of names for it. Medical student disease is another uh, thing to, to discuss in the world of, of this. And what it basically is, is that people who become more and more familiar uh, with all different types of, of diseases or illnesses start to think they have them all. It's a psychological condition or phenomenon that has been well documented in medical study after medical study. I think there's a prominent one uh, in the Journal of uh, Curriculum Theory, uh, which is in 2004, and it published a, a demonstration that the more you study certain things, the more you're educated on certain things, the more likely you are, at least for a, a short amount of time, to believe that the thing that you're learning about is something that you might actually also have. And one of the big reasons why uh, they say that this happens in the world of medicine and the medical community is there are some very common, very um, basic levels of conditions or whatever you want to call them uh, that can be in your mind as you're studying something exaggerated to be more significant and tied to uh, something you don't have. And so how does this relate to all the discussions we're having in the world of, of transgender or, say, kids or, or women's sports or whatever it is uh, that we're talking about and then the fighting back against woke uh, marketing or what, whatever else might be happening? Uh, I, I genuinely believe, and this is as someone who doesn't have uh, kids to, to be worried about um, I don't have, you know, anyone going to school uh, in my life that I'm I'm taking care of. Um, so it, it's not the same thing as what parents' concerns are. Uh, but it's that if you're introducing topics and discussions to uh, uh, children, to to kids, uh, and especially kids who are going through things like puberty or whatever else might be going on in a, a child's life at a certain time, that you might be creating a version of. A medical student syndrome where someone then believes, and especially at such a young age, that they have a, a certain, um, you know, uh, um, belief or, or, or whatever it is in their mind that connects to something they're learning about. And then all of a sudden, uh, they feel like they're maybe someone or, or some sort of, you know, uh, expression of, of who they are that they're, they're not. I think that's the most basic way to describe this conversation and to do it through something that's well studied and definitely real, um, in the world of, of medical training and adults. And I think that's why so many parents are, are worried that in the, um, ultra woke, uh, demanding world that we live in today, uh, that kids who aren't really thinking about anything, aren't really curious about any of the stuff that would be taught in school at way too young of an age, uh, start to wonder if some of the most basic things uh, that go on in your life, especially through uh, puberty, are somehow connected to something that they wouldn't be remotely familiar with if it wasn't being thrust upon them. And certainly the case of, say, Target and having a bathing suit for a kid uh, that has a, a unique way in which you would tuck part of your body back uh, if you're someone that would... Uh, do that, you know, as an adult who, who feels that that's, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe some of this stuff. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, I, I think that's really where all this pushback is coming from, is the idea uh, that there are so many things that just seem inappropriate as far as conversations to have uh, with children directed toward children. Uh, a texter just texted in, as I'm saying this, let kids be kids. And yes, I think that's the most simplistic way uh, to go about discussing this in the way that makes uh, maybe those on the left who just see hate 
in the eyes of anyone that's pushing back on any of this stuff uh, as actually seeing it for what it truly is, a conversation that is multifaceted and and complicated, to say the very, very least, uh, for those who, who would uh, try as hard as they could to actually help someone understand uh, why you feel a certain way as, as opposed to just say, look, you don't care what my thoughts are. I don't really care what your thoughts are and just move on. But I really think that's what's going on. And actually, data supports my my assumption here. Uh, and there's not going to be a lot of study that goes in to the world we live in right now and the way in which we're having all kinds of conversations uh, with our children long before any of the previous generations used to have any of these conversations. Uh, but there's data that says the youngest generation is more likely by about uh, three times the amount, still a very small percentage, 1.6% or something, to identify as transgender compared to 0.6% of society and a, a smaller percentage than that of anyone that's not in the youngest generation. And so, again, I simply say that if there's data and information that backs up the idea uh, that teaching someone something uh, may actually influence their belief that they have um, in, um, in like a medical illness, not, a, not just saying, uh, again, anything else, but we're talking about medicine specifically. If you can prove that that occurs and all kinds of like very serious medical conditions, uh, you'd be convinced you have them. And then you go to the doctor and they're like, you don't have this. And you get, uh, you could do tests and you're like, you still don't have this. And they believe you, you do. Uh, someone believes that they do. Couldn't this be happening to kids in a much different situation as far as the things that we're forcing on on children and discussing with children uh, long before there's any need at all to discuss with uh, with uh, people any of these topics? Uh, honestly, I think a lot of uh, people who might you know think certain things about themselves uh, would find those things on their own. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was interesting to connect those dots and how it reflects on. Uh, so many of the the uh, flashpoints to the conversations we're having today and why things are getting boycotted and why, um, you know, woke uh, advertising seems to be completely devoid of caring about the opinion of, of many, many consumers to many, many products. Uh, it's because it's just leaning into um, a certain part of our society or or maybe a subset, a generation of our society that is overly trying to be woke in ways uh, that are not well thought out, uh, to say the very least. All right, quick break. Uh, after this, I will do the top five stories at five o'clock. Uh, those stories, of course, include what's going on as far as the debt ceiling is concerned. I think it's pretty interesting. There's a viral piece of audio uh, out there that puts all the moments that many, many Democrats said they would not negotiate uh, the budget along with the debt ceiling. And then they did well exactly that, ne negotiated uh, the budget along with the debt ceiling. Uh, beyond that, there are other things going on in the world. Uh, there is some interesting back and forth between uh, press and um, a White House spokesperson about Ukraine. And we are getting into that part of this conflict uh, that some saw coming that I think I'm not trying to brag. I saw coming uh, where Ukraine is going to rightfully want to go on the attack and the United States and other countries are going to have to have a, a certain uh, conversation about when it does and doesn't make sense to continue supporting a country uh, that is no longer just defending the territory it had at the beginning of this conflict. Um, and again, that might be a rosy way to discuss this because they are still at war and Russia is still attacking Ukraine. Uh, but that is the conversation that was being had between the press and um, a White House spokesperson. So I'll play some of that audio and get to that in a bit as part of the top five at five.